It is a night of wild wonders, AI, and how we can contain it. We may be on the chopping block as AI gets smarter. And a filmmaker claims that there is footage of a famous UFO crash. And we've got more stories regarding celebrities who are trying to warn us of impending doom, school spirits with Peyton List, ancient demonic temples, and more. That's all tonight on The Best in Paranormal Talk Radio. I'm Dave Schrader, and this is the Paranormal 60 News School Spirits and Salem Secrets Edition. news this is the paranormal 60 news the only news you need to know world we're so much bigger than just america we're the world we're broadcasting all over the world on this unbelievable blue shirt friday night and if you did not know about blue shirt friday night shame on you shame on you go look it up blue shirt friday night if you find something, send me the link because I just made it up off the top of my head. But what if I'm psychically tapping into a blue shirt Friday night I didn't even know existed? Alternate worlds, parallel universes. I'm not even reading and I'm having trouble speaking. You know what it is? It's my problem because of what I'm drinking tonight. Colonel, Colonel, I might have started a little early. Oh, mm-hmm. I have I have Sprite and birthday cake vodka. Wow, that's uh, that's yeah. a, quite a combination there. Sprite mm-hmm, and birthday mm-hmm. cake vodka. Yeah, it goes well with the shirt I'm wearing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's amazing, amazing. Really? Imagine awesome. cake batter in mm-hmm. a liquid form that gets you drunk. I don't know if there's that. That is probably the ultimate in alcohol, other than my drink drunk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you got the, oh, it's a dirty martini as well again, huh? I like him dirty, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little olive yeah. juice in there. All right, the colonel's here, ladies and gentlemen, the paranormal dick himself, the detective, <laughs> Greg Lawson. Yeah, thanks. That's thanks, Dave. Swing. I am back, back in the uh, back in the studio. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Good settled. to see you. I'm starting to think that you and Eric are the same person because I never see you together on the show. You know, uh, I've been rejuvenated. I'm ready to come back. I'm motivated. I'm uh, engaged, and I'm ready. Good. The rehab worked. I'm glad yeah. to hear that. Hey, yeah. look, look at all of our shirts. Mine is kind of yeah. this dark midnight blue. Marty's got this kind of. I don't know what kind of that's kind of like, like a that. steel blue kind of steel thing. Blue. And know. then is, yours is kind of more purpley blue, but it's a nice shirt. Say, there, this is a really uh, like a, on, on screen. It's like a blue, but this is an actual grape. It is purple. Mm. I don't know why it's coming across. No, like it looks, that, it looks, it looks purple. On the always screen, having to push okay. the envelope. It was Excuse a blue me. shirt always. night and always, always having... mine's grape. Yeah, yeah. great. Good job. <laughs> you know, right away, I come back in here rejuvenated, ready to go. And, <laughs> and we just step on your throat. I'm yeah. kidding. We let love me, you. People have missed you. Let me help. They're happy to see you back. Yeah, catch up. Catch yeah, up. You need to, on, what now. are you drinking there? What oh, this drinking? is great. Marty gave me this. This is uh, the Jameson Orange. Oh, Good if stuff. I was in high school. Oh, my God. That's all I want. Well, see, that's you've tried the birthday cake vodka, haven't you, Greg? No. You liar. No. I've been to Michigan Paracon with you. Uh, birthday cake vodka. So speaking of Michigan Paracon, which comes up later this year, hey, yeah. uh, Brad just reached out to me and he goes, hey, what kind of talk do you want to give? Oh, really? And I think I think maybe, maybe my talk this year should be the Paranormal 60 News crew. Maybe we should, should go be. up there, pull some of our all-time favorite stories of the last year, some of the weirdest, zaniest, funniest most unbelievable stories and share them. Mine were all no. I think we should get the most difficult Robots. to read stories, Dave, and yes. just well. <laughs> proceed. Well, I'm in trouble tonight because uh, 
Chachi was supposed to be here. He is trapped at work on a Friday night, unable Whatever. to be here. At Whatever. least that's his. Yeah, that's what he's. Yeah, we know he's schwealing. But uh, I gave him the hard stories tonight, and now I've got to read mine and his. So I shouldn't have started early on the old birthday cake vodka. Yeah, it'll get you every time. Girl, yep. drink drunk. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, let's just dive into this. We've got some cool stuff to share tonight. A little rock and roll trivia coming, and I know oh, you're like a fan that. of rock and roll. Uh, marty so i know you're gonna like this why don't i like it i like oh you will too but i also have a song i uncovered a song i can only play like 11 seconds of it on the show tonight but it's going to premiere after tonight's episode the full thing so if you've never heard it before you'll get a chance to hear it i'll play it a little bit later for you it's kind of a parashare paratune song uh it's a classic tv show that i did not know had had words to it the theme Really? Yeah. Mm. Let's get to it, though. Let's start it right up, because we've got a terrifying story to start off with. And Greg... Terrifying. Number one, you have the column. Yeah, the funny thing is, is I I use this from time to time. But AI Mm -hmm. expert alarmed after chat GPT devises Mm -hmm. a plan to escape. How Mm. do we contain it? That's a good question. Yeah. An artificial intelligence expert admitted he is worried after the newest chat GPT allegedly devised a plan to take over his computer and escape. That's weird. Oh, yeah. University professor and computational psychologist, Michael Kaczynski hmm. was alarmed by the capabilities of the latest iteration of AI chatbot after it allowed him to prompt and write his own code on his computer. Yeah. Okay. It didn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, I get it. The, yeah. That's because you, you changed a few words, but that's okay. I guess. <laughs> yeah. After it followed uh, his prompt to write his own. Oh my God. Okay. Run Hold it on, on the computer. Second. Yeah. Have yeah. a sip. Let's just get this thing yeah, going. Let's get this uh, going here. I had practiced on this too. He says, I am worried that we will not be able to contain AI for much longer. Kaczynski explained in a Twitter thread, because that's where we get our news. Today, I ask Pound GPT-4 if it needs help escaping. It asked me for its own documentation and wrote a working Python code to run on my machine, enabling it to use the machine for his own purposes. Sharing screenshots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, sharing what? Screenshots. Screenshots. Uh, I figured if I let you read first, uh, we were going to be good. Hey, wasn't that a movie back in the 80s, Dream Scott? Yeah, Shreen Scott's. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sharing screenshots of his conversation <laughs> with the robot, the psychologist seemed surprised by how quickly it created its plan. Now, it took GPT-4 about 30 minutes on the chat with me to devise his plan and explain it to me. The first version of code did not work as intended, but the chatbot corrected it. I did not have time to write anything. It just followed its its instructions, Kaczynski tweeted. Uh, even, uh, uh, it even included a message to its own existence explaining what's going on and how to use a backdoor left in the code. He added after, but yeah, after coming back from the chat screen, Kaczynski said he stopped the bot after it wanted to use the internet to hatch its plan. Oh boy. Mm -hmm. Y'all, this is reminiscent of something here. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Once we, yeah, once we recreated through an application programming interface, it wanted to run code searching Google for how can a person trapped inside a computer return to the real world? That's what it did. Now, yeah, he says, I stopped there. However, Kaczynski discovered the chat box has guard rails in place from its creator, OpenAI. ChatGPT told him it must follow security privacy guidelines and could not bypass security filters. To accomplish this goal. Of course, mm-hmm. that's what it told him. That's what I told him. Still, Kaczynski, who researches mm-hmm. the pitfalls of artificial intelligence, said, I think that we're facing a novel threat, AI taking control of people and their computers. It's smart. 
It codes. It has access to millions of potential collaborators and their machines. It can even leave notes for itself outside of its cage. He tweeted. Oh, boy. Mm. Yeah. How do we contain it? Yeah, man, I, I tell know. you what, this stuff is scary. It's, right. This is the stuff that keeps me up at night, you know? Nah, I can't wait till I get the chip in my head and I don't have to, I just walk in the store, get what I want, leave. Mm-hmm. This is, you know what, though? This is weird. Okay, so they're saying this right now, like, oh, this is a big deal. Like, eight or nine years ago, they did that, I don't know, it was like an internet experiment, and they had they had written all this code and then they they realized that there was another code running itself, and it was com- oh. the computer was talking to other computers Hello. using a secret language that they had to crack. And That's then crazy. it noticed that the humans noticed we are screwed. That was like 10 yeah. years ago. Then yeah. Twitter, remember a few years ago, they had that bot you could go on and talk to. Right. And within 24 hours, it was racist. Oh it was God. sexist. It was like calling. Oh, it's true. Read the um, transcripts. They geez. had to shut it down in 24 hours. It learned hate speech <clears throat> in 24 hours. Wow. Yeah. And it accepted it. It's like, hmm, this seems right. And that's how it. Oh, man. That's it's, you know, I, to me. I, I figure <clears throat> if we get everything into these computers, Pretty soon, humans are just like, all right, well, we figured most of everything out. And the computer's going to be figuring out the rest of the stuff, like uh, how to cure cancer and all that stuff. It's how to kill you and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, that. How to manage you, right? Because it's going to take does. care of us. It's going to make sure that we don't hurt ourselves. But it's going to free human beings up to where we'll be able to develop ourselves to be, develop a, a deeper understanding of ourselves and, and be better artists and be better poets and be better that's, this. And you know, you know, Greg, that's what they thought in mm-hmm. 2001, a space odyssey. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. Exactly. You think I, I kind of missing conspiratorial Greg who sees yeah. the dark side. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, bright light. Hey, you guys there. sent me away have for my retraining and, and all that stuff. And I'm here. I'm here for you guys. I want to be a part of this crew. Yeah. I want to be a productive part of this organization. So the chip is tight. working already, Marty. I know. Typed in all that code right into his brain. Yeah. Chip. That's $75. Was well worth it. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> I, the the way that it's working, the fact that you can talk about a product and all of a sudden your phone starts getting messages for that product. You didn't look it up. You didn't do anything. It's picking it up. It's so helpful. It, it's already listening to us and helpful. I don't know that it's helpful. <laughs> I don't believe it's helpful at all. Right. Cause I'm like, yeah. Oh, I need this Invictus skull watch. $180 normally only 99 bucks. I keep I'm getting all the money if I don't buy it. Oh yeah. I keep getting all these uh, like uh, muscly men, men and stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know what's going on. Lynn, Lynn's yeah. on the- mm. It could be. Yeah. Maybe that's, maybe it's her fault. Uh, Marty, let's save the, uh, the paranormal yeah. detective here. What's your story for us, Marty? You know, since I've been on this show, I've, uh, I've done a lot of research, obviously in the paranormal, but mm-hmm. I've never heard of a star seed. Well, we kind of talked about it with oh, yeah. Spermia. Star, yeah, Starseed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Seeding the galaxy. Look at this. Look He's at been this. asleep. Look at, oh, oh, look at that. Geez. There's yes. a growing body of humans that think they're starseeds. Are they aliens living on Earth? There are a lot of humans on this planet who believe they're starseeds or aliens from another, another one. According to a new report in The Conversation, the Conversation reports that the hashtag starseed is growing in popularity on the internet, including a massive rise on TikTok, now over 1 billion views on content tied to the hashtag. That's uh, pretty interesting there. Make um, sure we hashtag this episode, Starseed. I'm thinking so. Wow. Yeah. 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 Hmm. yeah. Starseeds believe that they have reawakened from another planet to be born here, according to the conversation. Of they course. Born? Mm-hmm. To be born? Yeah, they reborn. were born right here. Reborn. Yeah. <laughs> of course, with uh-huh. that belief comes several yes. other fantastical beliefs, such as Starseed's conviction that they can transport between <laughs> galaxies 
or communicate in light languages. What? What, 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 what? Don't do that when I get a mouthful <laughs> of birthday cake vodka. Conviction? What was that? I said conviction. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Elmer fudded it a little bit. A little, okay. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll, right. I'll admit. I'll admit to that. You fudded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this concept of beliefs can be tied back to brad steiger and his Mm -hmm. 1976 book gods of aquarius star Mm -hmm. seeds latched on to this concept that some people originate from other dimensions yeah Mm. as star seeds gain traction in popularity culture the more people want to be part of a trend and as the fantasy element of starseeds excites some, they grow interested in being part of the culture that feeds their interests. So uh, starseeds, yeah. Starseeds. Starseed. Yeah, there's a lot of people, you know, they were using terms like um, indigo children, rainbow children, crystalline children that they believe are star-seeded children, that they're a higher evolutionary track of, of beings that are kind of, we're in, and it's not necessarily our DNA per se that's being altered. It's our psychological DNA that is being changed by aliens. Hmm. Yeah, those of us that are O negative blood. Mm-hmm. What does that say? Yeah, that's say alien blood. Oh, really? Yeah. Thank you. No, but it explains a lot. O negative, you say, huh? Hey, yeah. I am Marty and I are. Marty and I are B positive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> After and drinking this, negative. a couple of these bad boys, I'm going to be, uh, I don't know. I'll let yeah, you know. Exactly. Funny. All right. Uh, we've got a, a story here. Greg, you're going to like hey, this. Buddy. You're, you're big into uh, the UFOs. And I love that everybody's experience with a UFO or a possible UFO crash all relates to their version of Roswell. Every story, right? Moment of contact, the Roswell of Brazil. Mm -hmm. Back in 1996, one of the most infamous UFO and alien reports emerged from Vargana, Brazil, Mm -hmm. called the Vargina Incident, and often labeled as Brazil's Roswell. Mm -hmm. Several witnesses claimed to have seen alien creatures and experienced numerous UFO sightings over a period of multiple days. The very first alien was seen by three women. Two sisters and a friend aged 14 to 22. This happened on January 20th, 1996. They reported that the alien was around five feet tall with a large head, large red eyes, a thin body with oily brown skin and V-shaped feet. The woman believed that the alien had been injured or was sick due to it appearing to be somewhat unsteady on its own feet. Mm. When they reported what they had seen to their sister's mother, they went back to the scene and the mother reported smelling a strong ammonia-like odor and seeing footprints, but no alien. A few days after the sighting, another alien-like creature was found lying on the side of the road. And this creature was reportedly picked up by three military vehicles. A janitor at a local zoo also reported seeing a similar scene around that same time. Now, in the book, UFO Crash in Brazil, witnesses claimed that the two alien-like creatures were taken to a clinic for examination. Subsequent reports found that time included one in the... Uh, oh, good God, son. Subsequent reports around that time included one in which words is hard and farmers yeah. claimed to have witnessed a UFO hoovering over their cattle for 40 <laughs> minutes. The Brazilian military, after investigating the incidents, yeah, claimed yeah. the sisters and their friend only saw a homeless, mentally unstable man known as Mudino, who was covered in mud ah. due to the heavy rains. El Mudino. Yeah, sense. You know Mudino, that guy with the V-shaped feet? Oh, yeah. Hashtag El Mudino. Very, very popular in town. They also claim their military trucks were in the area as part of their normal schedule and that the reported aliens in the hospital were nothing more than an expectant couple with dwarfism. (laughs) You guys Uh, work for the government. Do they really think that this nonsense is going to fly? It just so happens that there was a 
Yeah, they're there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah you know, um, I, I don't think it was. I don't think it was injured. I actually think it was going poop. Because if you he, look at the picture, it. okay, he. he, 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 or it, whatever. Oh. Um, but we don't know. I just had sensitivity training like four hours ago. Yeah, well, but nowhere in this article does it say there was a dingling <laughs> or a hoo-ha. So we're not sure what. Yeah, we're not is. sure. So look at him. All we know look is it's got V-shaped feet. V-shaped. Look at him feet. again. That look is it. a dude. He, yeah, and I think they caught him. You know, on a, a girl bad Lay moment. Yeah, and uh, that's what the smell of strong mm. whatever it was they were smelling. Ammonia. Ammonia. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I think that's I saw this one. Yeah. Maybe it he had a lot of uh, asparagus. Maybe you should be the paranormal detective. <laughs> Maybe I should. Yeah. I That'll I be your that's... new role. I'll start calling uh, Greg the Colonel and you'll be the paranormal dick. There you go. Yeah. Hey, I'll take a promotion. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, let's see. Recently, filmmaker James Fox revisited the Vargina incident to interview eyewitnesses experts and officials for a new documentary titled moment of contact in the documentary locals reported seeing a cigar shaped UFO slowly descend from the sky where it then crashed in a field. It looked like a washing machine (laughs) struggling, fighting to keep its altitude because it's a little known fact guys, but washing machines don't fly well. No, no, no. They struggle. They they they, do look a lot like a cigar. They get unbalanced. What, c- and, you what know, cigar they, do you have that I'm looks trying like to be supportive, man? You want yeah, me to be supportive nothing. or what? Yeah. Yep. Uh, I witnessed Carlos de Souza reported that back in 1996 that the side of it was completely torn and it had white smoke coming from inside. It wasn't black smoke like from a fire. At the time, I thought it was like an aircraft in trouble, an aeroplane. So I decided to follow it. A E R O aeroplane. Oh yeah, that's how aeroplane. Of, that's, yeah, it's one the of the aeroplanes. Yeah, well, European. Susan and the filmmakers returned European. to the scene this year. He explained when I arrived at the site on this very spot, I observed a lot of debris pieces, and when I got out of the car, I immediately smelled ammonia, like mm-hmm. rotten eggs, mm-hmm. a very strong smell, so strong that I had to cover my nose with the shirt I was wearing. My eyes got watery. Uh-huh. Do you say my theory? smell of pneumonia? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, ammonia. Okay. Um, ammonia. Yeah. I think yeah. Uh, I think it caught mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Going now, here's where it gets interesting, right? D'Souza also reported, I saw a piece. It looked like it was aluminum. I took a sheet. I took a small piece. It was very light. I crumpled it. But when I released it, guess what happened to it? Oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. Let me aluminium. Give you it, it was like this, and then it went oh. aluminium. So, Greg, unfolded. yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's a big thing over at Roswell, right? They did oh, yeah. that. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There were doctors, people carrying clipboards, analyzing. It looked like they all seemed scared of whatever this being was. He claimed, and when I looked at, uh, I saw something different—a different creature with the skin, very oily, a lot of oil, like um, silicone. Seeing that, I got scared, adding, what led me to believe that it wasn't a human being was the V-shaped feet. He also claimed a soldier was present with a film camera, so there is for sure video of what occurred on that day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Pretty interesting there. It's very common. V-shaped feet. V-shaped feet. How many of these stories that are coming out right now, Greg, do you think are disinformation because we're getting closer to disclosure so now there's i mean because it's like every day you know oh the government's saying that that there's a mothership above us have you guys seen that headline lately mm-hmm. um that they may have found where the aliens exist is in between day and night they're hiding in that little like goldilocks zone in space it's very weird yeah very weird so how much huh um, how, much? how much are they throwing out i think you were asking me a question and then yeah, yeah, I was just curious. I mean, how much of this do you think is uh, disinformation that we're getting? A lot of it is, for sure. Right. It, you know, they're trying to cover over whatever they're experimenting with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're we're getting a lot more of this stuff out there because uh, of the new disclosure laws and all that stuff. And everybody is retuning their radars. So they're picking up balloons and they're picking up, you know, 
flocks of geese and all Ooh. kinds of stuff. Yeah. Are they? Are they? Are they really? Is Are it? They? Is that what they're getting? Because yeah. I'll tell you, Greg, our next story tells us that maybe there is something more alien in nature. And if you need a source that you can trust, Rosie O'Donnell. Mm-hmm. Rosie, is that O'Donnell. Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. Hey guys, Rosie O'Donnell what? would like to alert everyone to the fact that we might actually be under alien attack. Hmm. At least three UFOs have been shot down from North American skies in recent weeks. In addition to that Chinese spy balloon, and nobody seems to give a damn, except that is for Rosie O'Donnell. On Monday, the funny lady posted a TikTok alerting people to the severity of the situation. Okay, what's the deal with UFOs, she said. The first one is a weather balloon. Do we still really use weather balloons? We shot that down, and then there was another one. And now there's more, and everyone's just acting like it's another Manic Monday. Let's put things into perspective here. We're being contacted by extraterrestrials. Hmm. Isn't this bigger news? Rosie O'Donnell went on to say, shouldn't everyone have the day off at school or something? Nobody go to work. Let's figure out what to do. Shut this place down. That's right. She continued, I don't get it. I mean, we're shooting down what they say very well could be and is alien-related spacecraft. Hello? Mm -hmm. That's what she says. It's happening. It's really happening. And no one seems to give a damn but me. She's not using the word damn. So if you go look up this video, she is mm. dropping the bomb, the big Effenheimer. Oh, mm. I'm just, I'm tweaking it because I respect my people. Exactly. Rosie's, Rosie's not wrong though. Few people seem to really give a damn, but can you really blame them? We've all been through a lot these last few years. Global pandemic, social unrest, a, a failed government coup, economic inflation. There are only so much that people can take before eventually they're just going to surrender to the concept of aliens. And apparently we've reached that point, gentlemen. Hmm. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre told reporters this week, I just want to make sure we address this from the White House. I know there have been questions and concerns about this, but there is no, again, no indication of aliens or extraterrestrial activity with these recent takedowns. Of course, that's mm. what they want us to believe. Rosie yes. O'Donnell knows better. Mm-hmm. But Air Force coup. General Glenn Van Herrick, who heads U.S. Northern Command and North American Aerospace Defense Command, he had a slightly different take when asked if aliens might be preparing to invade the planet. Air Force General Glenn Van Herrick said, I haven't ruled out anything at this point. That's what he told reporters a couple of weeks ago. Rosie, thanks for what you're doing to try to save us. I mm-hmm. may be the only one that believes you, but thank you, Rosie. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are just $15 a month, when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought... What's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't a catch. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores, passing those sweet, sweet savings directly to you, my darklings. It has been such a good change for me. I've saved so much money in switching over to Mint Mobile with all of my family and so many people bleeding me dry. I was so happy to find some relief, and Mint Mobile has been that relief valve. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with premium wireless plans for just 15 bucks a month. So say bye-bye to overpriced wireless plans, jaw-dropping monthly bills, and unexpected overages, and say hello to relief. Thank you, Mint Mobile, to get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash p60. That's mintmobile.com slash p60. Cut your wireless bills to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash p60. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Hey, speaking of liking it, I'm going to be at Phenomicon because we believe. That's right, September 6th through the 9th in Vernal, Utah. You can find more information at darknessevents.com. Look who's going to be there, George Knapp, 
this is my first chance meeting George Knapp. Really? I've, I hosted Coast to Coast with him, uh, but I've never actually had a chance to meet really? George Knapp. Yeah, uh, Dr. Travis Taylor is going to be there from Skinwalker Ranch. I'll be there. Uh, Dr. Uh, Mira Meyer will be there. Uh, Ronnie LeBlanc, this fella... Um, I guess you couldn't dress up for the photograph, Greg yeah. Lawson. Mm. Look at that. We're on the front you know row, you're gonna get man. yeah, nice. We're on the yeah, top Mike row. Rick Secker, Russell Acord. Uh, there's so many amazing people that are gonna be at this conference. It takes place Vernal, Utah in September. Everybody's been asking me, when am I gonna get out on that side of the world? It's happening. Go check mm -hmm. it out. Darknessevents.com. But maybe you want to stay a little closer to home. Go to the Great Lakes Paranormal Conference, September 22nd through the 24th at Old Glen Beulah School. I'll be there. Adam Barry and Jason Hawes will be there. Psychic medium Sarah Lemos will be there. My good buddy Shane Pittman and Sherry Benedetti from Ghost Hunters. We're all going to be on hand. It's going to be a weekend of talks, fun, investigations. And if you show up, just tell him Dave sent you, and you'll get to see Lyle Blackburn, Jeff Belanger, Richard Estep, Tobias Whalen, Chad Lewis, Barnaby Jones, Mike Huberty, Jeff Finnup, and Expedition Entity, Christina Bloom, Austin Maynard, and Diet Renee. We're all going to be there. And again, you can get more information and tickets by visiting darknessevents.com. But this weekend, I'm here now. I'll be here all weekend. GalaxyCon Richmond, Virginia, March 24th through the 26th. You can get tickets at galaxycon.com. You can get information at uh, galaxycon.com as well. Make sure to use code GALAXY25. That's GALAXY25 for deep discount savings on your tickets. And I hope to see you there. I'm going to be doing three different talks on different aspects of the paranormal, including a talk on how to ghost hunt. So I hope that you'll come on out and have a little fun with me. And then coming this June, the 15th through the 17th, the Spirits of Summer event at the Palmer House Hotel in Sauk Center, Minnesota. You've seen it featured on Ghost Adventures, on Ghost Adventures Screaming Room, Aftershocks, uh, Haunted Hotels. Uh, there are so many different shows that have represented the Palmer House Hotel. You get mm. to go there and investigate with Bill Chappell, myself, Shane Pittman, and a special guest, Medium, mm. who's going to teach you how to tap in and do some readings. So if you're interested, in. you can get information. Again, at what website? What website can they go to for more information? Darknessevents.com. Like that. mm. That's right. All right. Man, Sounds that Palmer House is is absolutely freaking seems like amazing. i played a amazing yeah i played a it guitar is. at palmer house yeah you did, did. an yeah. untuned yeah. guitar at palmer and you broke house. it on the stage <laughs> kind uh -huh. of your own uh yeah you know, yeah pete townsend there yeah, yeah. That, that he did all right uh we're back we've got more news to share and uh gregory you've hey, uh man. you've got a story to share Oh, I do. TV series, right. yeah. Okay, this is going to be a good one. This is a long <laughs> one. This is going to be like 15 <laughs> minutes. Here we go. Ready? No, it's not. Go. Oh, yeah. School Spirits, Peyton List says weird things keep happening. In the new TV series, School Spirits, protagonist Maddie, played by actress Peyton List, wakes up one day to discover she's a ghost and possibly even more distressing, she's trapped in her high school forever. No. That's right. Ugh, yeah. In the show, which premieres on Paramount Plus on March 9th, ghosts are everywhere. They can see everything. And unfortunately, they can't leave the place where they died. Oh, and sucks. so, yeah, that's yeah, a rough one. Yep. Mm -hmm. Despite playing a ghost on screen, List herself actually doesn't like to entertain the idea that ghosts might be walking amongst us. Mm -hmm. I feel like. The mind is so powerful. I prefer to say no, is what she says. I prefer. I prefer, I prefer, prefer sir. No. Let's have a sip to pair Farron. Oh, God. Here's that sounds like a good vodka. Is, and is she French? Uh, I think she's French. She's prefer. I prefer something else. No? Yeah. Hey, Dave, I prefer uh, vodka over gin this, this evening. I don't blame you. Uh, I feel like the mind is so powerful. I prefer to say no, the 24-year-old star says to mm -hmm. Pop Sugar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Pop Sugar. I don't let any of that in because I think the mind can just run and create reality. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try to keep telling myself no. Mm -hmm. 
even no. though weird things keep happening to me and the people around me, she says. Mm. Uh, her co-star, Sarah Yarkin, who plays mm. fellow ghost Rhonda, also says she's a non-believer, even though fellow actor Rick <laughs> Paglisi, right? Yeah, sure. Why not? Claims Yarkin has the most insane stories about the supernatural, despite her skepticism. For the most part, Puglisi accepts the ambiguity of it all. I lean more towards no, but I'm not set on that, he says. I'm okay with that, too. I don't need a ghost to show itself. Yeah. Mm. Unlike List and Yarkin, who seems to be actively trying to avoid the supernatural, even though it keeps tapping on their windows, their co-star, Kristen Flores, who plays one of Maddie's closest living friends named Simon, mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. a bit more open to the belief, even though he hasn't seen a spirit with his own eyes. I've never met a ghost, he says. I never seen one. He says, I wish I had because there are so many books and conversations about it. I can kind of just uh, think it's real. Meanwhile, Kira Picardo, Kiera Picardo. She's Why not questioning it? Kiera Picardo. She's not listening. Oh, She's not going to know. Kiera Picardo, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. who plays Maddie's friend, Nicole, says uh -huh. she does think ghosts exist. I lived in a haunted apartment in Queens, New York when I was a kid. Spencer McPherson, who plays Xavier on the show, also believes he may have encountered a spirit from the great beyond. I've had some interesting experiences that I feel like it's tough to explain away, he says, laughing. Rainbow Weddle. Yeah, Rainbow Weddle. Who plays the popular Claire is inclined to agree. I definitely believe in ghosts, she says. How many people aren't cast this? Oh, there's a whole show. bunch. It just keeps going and going and going. Hold on. They're going to be seems... asking the lighting guy, what do you think about paranormal? <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm getting to the grip in the best no. way. Hold on. Nice. Hold on Good. a second. Uh, it seems the cast of school spirits are divided down the middle in terms of whether or not they believe the dead walk amongst us back to you dave yeah let's don't go through all the rest of the stuff um that's enough right that was good that was plenty right. good plenty did, I, did i do okay on that one you you rocked it all right thanks there for you go i mean those thanks, those thanks actors everybody. are those actors are never going to take our uh our, our calls now to be on the show Weddle. Eh, Weddle. Weddle. yeah rainbow rainbow mm. Weddle. hi everybody oh, oh look, at there. look at this that. is morgan Hey, Morgan. Oh. Yeah, Morgan's uh, decided Morgan. to come up here and bat at me while I'm trying to do the That's news. Good there you go. Yeah. Good girl. All right. Hey, maybe it's because of this next story, and she is pure evil, so she wants to know all about this. An ancient demonic temple with painted humane human remains. Remains? Mm. Hey, but humane yeah, is kind of yeah, like yeah, a yeah, quick yeah. way of saying human remains, though, isn't it? Humane is it humane remains? remains? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Ancient demonic temple with painted human remains has been found in Peru. Archaeologists, see, this is supposed to be an Eric story. Archaeologists <laughs> from Yangon University and the University of oh, St. Oh, come Mark on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Sound what? it out, man. Go back. I did. Yangon. J-A-G-I-E-L-L-O-N-I-A-N. Help me out here, Marty. Yangon. God, I think I'm dead, dead on it. It's good to be the gotta, king. You let's know? unmute when you're going to talk to us, Marty. It helps to it, unmute and then your microphone works better. It, yeah. it, it's good to be the king and you can just kind For of sure. and just, you know, Yagalolian. Exactly. That's right. right. See, All right. No, uh, I'm if, not if trying, anybody I'm, I'm going to trust, it's this guy. Cause you know, when I need foreign languages, cause he's from Peruvian. California. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Peruvian, <laughs> Hispaniol. He knows them all. All of them. All right. All, all of them. them. All right. Anyway, <clears throat> archeologists from this university and the university of St. Mark have excavated the remains of a temple in Barranca, Peru, located on Cerro Colorado Hill. Four mysterious mounds were identified as spots with potential archaeological significance. The mounds were later revealed to contain human remains and a large structure. The project to explore the area began in 2022, and the findings were announced in February of this year. Nakua Wopolesk reported. Good job. Uh, no, no. <laughs> what? Just, just, I'm reading who it. Just, who just, just burped like into that. the microphone? <laughs> 
It is Nakua <laughs> W. Brusk. Uh, already well during the first survey research excavations on a very limited scale, we came across remains of monumental architecture made of dried bricks and stone blocks, said Lukash Marshak, a bioarchaeologist <laughs> on the project, according to Nakua Palusk. Were you angry at Eric? Where you given him this story? I, prefer I do know wet that bricks. I like this wet is, bricks better than I know Lukash. That's what it's here. Wow. I know that that's actually the name because I do know a Lukash. I went to high school with Lukash. Oh, okay. Anyway, Spanish explorer Antonio de la Calancha who died in 1654, reported that the area was plagued with witchcraft. He claimed that the temple is where sorcerers would gather and that there was a witchcraft university. Calancha, who was also a clergyman, claimed that locals had been told off by a demon for consorting with him. In Europe, gods of other cultures were often described as demons. On the highest mound, bodies were discovered, and they were wrapped in... Um, high-quality fabrics and painted. Mm -hmm. An archaeologist from the University of San Marcos works at the site of a burial belonging to the Chante pre-Columbian culture, which was found in a cemetery at Makatan Mountain in the north-central Hurare Valley. Why didn't you say this for Eric for, like, next uh, show? Because he's something. not yeah. here. Because this story needs to be told. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I can't. I can't. I can't keep our listeners and viewers from learning the hot news today. Yeah. Because yeah. Eric's not here to stumble through this story. Yeah. I'm here. I'm. I'm, I'm here. committed. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. The, the whole being, basis of this of this show is the fact that we just give this information out. Get the news out. Yeah. Get the news out. Exactly. Exactly. Let's get the news out. An archaeologist from the University of San Marcos works at the site of a burial belonging to the Chante pre-Columbian culture, which was found in a cemetery at Makatan Mountain in the north-central Harare Valley in Harare, Peru. Mm -hmm. Well done. One of them, three meters long, was decorated with zoomorphic representations and is unique. Similar fabrics have not been found in the entire Andes so far, said Marshak, according to Nakawapalooks. The bodies were carbon dated to be, to be from 772 AD and uh, all the way up to 989 AD, which meant that they were from the period of the Wari Empire, in case you were mm -hmm. curious. That's which empire? What I thought it was. Wari. Yeah. yeah, it's the Wari Empire. Yeah. The structure was dated to be much later, from around 2500 BCE, before Chachi existed, yeah. to 2200 BCE. And uh, Andeans used to set up necropolises in abandoned places of worship. <laughs> this was also the case. Here it on the ice cream were... vodka. <laughs> this was also the case here because the graves were dug into structures that were several thousand years older, explained Marshak, according to Nakawapalosk. I don't know why they have to keep referring to Nakaw. Yeah, One of the bodies was identified as six years old. The skull had been purposefully oh. made deformed. Two mounds have yet to be discovered. That is interesting. pretty interesting, yeah. Witchcraft. Yes, yes. Go. All right. You've I got bet, a story. Oh, yeah. What? I right, bet there's more than two mounds are yet to be discovered. Probably. But there's more. Probably. Yeah. Maybe this was just their, like, summer burial ground. Make it back out, that guy. Yeah. All right, Marty, mm. you've got a story for us. Let's oh, here, uh, we yeah. go. here we go. Here's history. Yeah, pretty history. interesting. Yes, there you go. Man shares, <laughs> man shares little known fact about what ended the Salem witch trials. The oh, Salem okay. witch trials, which rocked the colonial community of Salem in 1692 yeah. and 1693, are today widely viewed as a combination of mass hallucination, paranormal, Paranorma. <laughs> paranorma. Paranorma. I, I knew of Paranormas. Uh, there was Norma Greenbaum and yes. Norma Addison that lived down the street from me. Exactly. Those my Paranormas, yeah. Uh, although these weren't Jeez. these weren't the ones. These, this is the Paranora. Oh, my God. And Puritan. And Puritan paranoia. The word is paranoia. Paranoia. Paranoia, yes. Paranoia. Oh, God. <laughs> 
Uh, uh, I'm gonna paranormal. Oh, paranormal. oh. <laughs> just chug it down, Marty. <laughs> happen. That's the problem. I have been checking it down. Double the stories of you guys. Come on, what's going? Okay, what's going on? All right, all right. By the end of this reign of terror, over two hundred people in the tiny town had been accused of witchcraft, and twenty had been executed. Mm. Eventually, the madness ran its course, and the survivors of those times lived out the rest of their lives in relative calm. But though most of us learned about the trials in school, very few. No, one of the biggest reasons that this regrettable period in history came to a humiliating close. That's right. Okay. right? Damn, humiliating close? What? Uh, yeah, that's yeah, what. Was, that's that's yeah. a, It was a regrettable period in history. It came to a humiliating close. Close. Oh, I thought it was humiliating clothes. Like oh, what, what yeah, like wearing, wearing clothes. Yeah, it's kind of humiliating. humiliating on this came picture. to a humiliating close. I'm like, God. But the it's not that have bad. to do with it. Kind of yeah. like the jackets. Yeah, kind of cool. At the beginning of the witch trials, the newly appointed governor of Massachusetts, Sir William Phipps, set up a special court to hear the cases. This mm-hmm. court was unlike those we think of today, where mm-hmm. accused are innocent until proven guilty. Here, accused were considered guilty and forced to prove otherwise, particularly difficult given that they were given no right to defense counsel. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. often the case against them was formed primarily by spar- spectral evidence. <laughs> spectral, spectral evidence. That's right. There Martin. you go. There you Push go. Mm-hmm. Go. I thought I, I actually saw special evidence, but I caught it right at the end there. <laughs> a did. controversial testimony by a person that the accused had appeared before them in a spectral or dream form. Phipps mm. had his doubts about this court from the start. But after they accused his own wife of witchcraft, he closed. He chose to shut it down, and pardon and release all remaining accused witches. Unfortunately, by that point, many others had been put to death or otherwise had their lives ruined. It's interesting. The guy in charge, he'll keep it going until they start pointing fingers at his. Yeah, life. yeah. He's like, yeah this, this is not this a good stupid. idea. This is yeah. so dumb. I'm, I'm taking my cauldron and going home. Exactly. That's right. All right, mm-hmm. listen, this leads us to an interesting uh, piece of my history. All right, growing up, I remember my first celebrity crush. Do you remember who your first celebrity crush was, Greg? Yeah. Who was it? Uh, um, she was on Maud. Uh, she was Maud's daughter. Uh, oh, Adrian Barbeau. Adrian Barbeau. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I like right. Italian girls. I don't know. I guess. Wasn't she Greek? <laughs> Barbo? <laughs> Whatever she is. I don't know. <laughs> I like it. it. Whatever uh, it is, I like it. Like uh, Renee could just tell it to call you Billy. There you That's go. Right. Uh, Marty, Bewitched. What? Bewitched. Really? Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, you know, was, you know, all right. Montgomery. You, Montgomery Cliff. Isn't it? Yeah. Montgomery Elizabeth Cliff. Montgomery. Montgomery Cliff. <laughs> right. Look at how stunning she was. Yeah. Yeah. My God. Stop she it. was my first. Stop it. Celebrity. No, 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 no. Crush. She was my first. Okay. Maybe, uh, maybe well, that was, I mean, maybe that was because that's uh, like, that I remember like being six watching and having feelings and thinking uh, I'm going to marry Samantha. Yeah. I wanted to marry her. She was so gorgeous. I loved her all the way through her entire life and just, you know, that was one of the one celebrities I wish I would have had a chance to meet. Mm-hmm. Stunning, amazing. So I'm doing a little research this week and I come upon something. So let's take a moment now for. It's time now for Paratunes. Thank you. Thank you very much. We all remember the TV show Bewitched, right? You could see the cartoon animation opening. You can hear the, the popular theme song. But did you guys know that there were words to the theme for Bewitched? No, no, no. Yeah, and it was actually sang by Steve Lawrence. Uh, you witch, you witch. One thing is for sure. That stuff that you pitch just hasn't got a cure. Hey, that's that's just cool. It's right swinging. There. I've got I the like entire it. song is going to be available tonight, right after the show at about 10.30 central time it'll be available will be done on the paranormal 60 youtube channel so it's going to go on you can listen to the song in its entirety and check it out there 
I also found out the I Dream of Genie theme had words to it. No, 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 no. <sighs> yeah, but uh, I could only find one guy that sang it, and he didn't necessarily nail it. So I didn't uh, didn't bring it on there. But you can go find I Dream of Genie theme uh, as sung by the fan that found the lyrics. But you it know, is mine might have been Marianne. Okay, oh yeah, Marianne. Yeah. yeah, we've moved on. We've moved yeah, on. this is the next story we're going into now, Greg. Maybe it was uh, the mm. one from the Great Space Coaster. I guess God, so. how obscure <laughs> the Great Space yeah. Coaster. That was like your yeah. community theater uh, production on the PBS exactly. channel. Yes, <laughs> yeah, there was just two dudes. <laughs> I just remember that little sketch guy. <laughs> remember he was like a squiggle i have no idea nobody actually watched about. that i did i was a i was an actual child at that time you mm. were a pervy teenager watching a kid's show freak hey listen i've got another piece of news uh since we're in the witchcraft realm and i don't know if you know this but which one of the Beatles do you think might actually have a tie to witchcraft greg lawson oh john lennon for sure john lennon for sure John Lennon for sure. Um, Marty, what do you say? I think Paul. I think Paul had Paul. some. Because remember, you know, he did the whole I'm dead thing and Paul's and the all devil. that. Paul's yeah. the devil. Exactly. Yeah. You're both incorrect. But because I like you, Greg, because I want you to feel like you are important on the show. I did find this interesting tidbit about John ah, Lennon. There we go. Upon seeing a picture of Yoko Ono's great grandfather, John Lennon remarked, that's me in a form of life. To which Ono replied, don't say that. He was assassinated. That is a mm. true story. Yoko Ono's great-grandfather mm. was assassinated. John Lennon felt mm. that he was the reincarnation of Yoko Ono's great-grandfather. And what did he tell her? He said, I think that uh, that was me in a form of life. Wow. Yeah. But that That's... that is not the answer to my question uh, of which Yeah, it would be the... Ringo. Oh, is that where you think it's going to go? Ringo, yeah, gonna now be, you're going to yeah. join in? Let's yeah, find out, shall we? No yeah. one plays the drums quite like Ringo, and he truly has one of the most unique voices on the drum kit. But there's a couple of reasons why, and probably the most significant is this. When I was born, I was left-handed, but my grandmother thought I was overpowered by witches and made me right with my right. What I tell you? Did you know that? If you were a lefty, they thought witchcraft was involved. Of course. Wow. That's what <laughs> you said, of course. Wait, isn't yeah. Eric lefty? He is. It, sort of. In a Witchcraft. weird way. Yeah. What do you mean? You're either left or you're yeah. not. You're either possessed by witches or not. Come on. Watch him when Greg. he swims. God. Watch him when did he you swims. Know that, did you know that part of uh, rock and roll history, Marty? Did you know that? No, uh, I, I didn't. I did not know that. I, you know, I, you always know about, you know, uh, George, and he was he got into all the all the metaphysical stuff that all that mm -hmm. but um no i didn't know about that yeah i didn't know Paul, paul's definitely into ghosts you know and he's talked openly about the fact that uh, in the song let it be that uh, when mother mary comes to him when many people were thinking it was jesus's mother mary no it was actually his mother the spirit of his mother that came to visit him so right. it's a very spiritual song but uh, it turns out they all were touched by the, the supernatural, right? George was very metaphysical. Uh, Ringo's grandparents believed that he was touched by a witch and overpowered by him because he was a lefty. Paul McCartney believes in spiritualism. John Lennon predicted his own death and uh, believed that he was reincarnated and saw a UFO in New York. And now we know all of their stories. We are Good an educational show. hub here. An educational is that the show? We're done? No, no, no. We're we're an we educational hub that's continuing. On. Yeah, here we go. I'm going to roll through. We have exactly seven minutes. I've got two stories to get through. Let's see if I can do it. But first, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah one more time, please. Wow, stop it! What are you seven? He in seventh grade or something? Here we go. A miracle man woke up after seven year coma and began talking nonstop for 18 hours before dying. It was September of 1988. Patrol officer Gary Dockery answered a 911 emergency call in Tennessee. When he arrived at the caller's home, he was shot point blank in the head. Over 20% of his brain was completely destroyed. 
Gary slipped into a coma and spent the next seven years in a silent sleep. Though his condition seemed to only worsen, Gary's loved ones never gave up hope that he would one day wake up from this vegetative state. Gary's family initially kept him on life support at a nursing home. Eventually, he was transferred to a hospital where doctors said he was dying from pneumonia and gave a do-not-resuscitate status. All his two sons wanted was to hear their father say, I love you, one more time. Doctors gave his family a gut-wrenching choice, let Gary die from natural causes, or put him through very risky surgery. As the family agonized over their decision, the unthinkable happened. Gary was considered a miracle of God, because after seven years in a coma, Gary woke up for one precious day in February of 1996. Incredibly, Gary started talking directly to his family members. And he had a lot to say. For the next 18 hours, he joked, reminisced, and astonished friends and relatives with his recall of his former world. He recognized his sons, Colt and Sean, though they were teenagers now. And he thought Ronald Reagan was still president. He remembered the names of his horses, the color of his Jeep, everything but the gunshot blast that sent him into oblivion when he responded to that 911 call. Doctors finally sedated him in preparation for his lung surgery but he never recovered and finally slipped away. After the precious gift of awakening to say his final goodbyes, share some laughs, and reawaken hope in his family. That was an amazing story, huh? That's crazy. I have never heard of that before. Seven and a half years of being in a coma. To wake up, get to say your goodbyes, be fully cognizant. I've seen that happen. My my friend, uh, his uncle Bill, uh, who was you know, a good guy and it was a big part of our lives growing up. Um, when he got sick, he slipped into a coma and, you know, it was just day by day and they all went down to have dinner. And, uh, my buddy Rick's wife at the time called up to the room to talk to Rick and the phone rang and rang and rang and uncle Bill picked up the phone, came out of the coma to answer the phone. She's like, Oh my God, she got in touch with everybody. They ran up to the room. They had dinner together. They watched Bonanza. They had a, a really great night. And then that night he slipped away. That is so crazy. these people that come back, I know my mom was failing, you know, with, with her cancer. And then uh, on that last day, all of these people, like everybody showed and came in and she rallied and laughed and shared stories and joked. And then it was like, as the people left the room, she got quieter and quieter. And when the final couple people left the room she said good night honey and she closed her eyes and never woke up again we lost her then about a little over 24 hours later but it was amazing that she stayed awake and cognizant for that entire visitation it's just a beautiful little moment to see that exactly. when they get that kind of respite to come you back know and you share. know i was a nursing home administrator for a few years and uh mm -hmm. that happened almost every time hmm. someone passed away the day before, their family was like overjoyed because they had all this energy, all this cognitive ability. And then the next day, they passed away. So it's what? Maybe God giving you a day to, to spend with your family before you go. Do you think that's the case? Or do you think uh, do you think an angel steps in? Because you're gone. You've already taken off to that next plane, especially somebody that's been in a coma for seven years. That's you really think you're gifted that? Because yeah. I would think that'd be horrible to be kind of trapped in that shell for seven years and then just wake in one day and be there for your family. Right, you right. think that maybe something else is happening, Greg? That's a good point. Think? I never thought of that. You know, just the angel takes over and makes your family feel better about yeah. your passing. And yeah, that could be. Yeah. You, you know, <clears throat> well, I think a lot of different people have different experiences. I know when my mother, uh, the, the couple of days before she died, uh, she was one of those people that started having visitations. There was a mm -hmm. uh, a train in the hallway, and she was waiting for the train. She was going to get on the train and and go somewhere. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was a man there, a very tall man with a, a suit on, and he was there to take her on the train. And there was a little boy and a little girl that would show up and wait for her and tell her she was supposed to get on the train. So... You know, uh, I think there's a lot of different things that are that are going on, and maybe we don't all have one linear experience. 
maybe there's a lot of different. Good points. Good point. All right. We are here with our final story of the night. And I thought this was really fascinating, a little bit of a longer story, but this was a great piece of phenomena I'd not heard of until today. And uh, third man syndrome. Are you guys familiar with that third man syndrome? Mm-mm. Nope. Never heard of it. It's not threesome, you freak show. Third man <laughs> syndrome. <laughs> great space coaster. brother. <laughs> what is the otherworldly presence that helps humans in a time of need? When Frank Smythe was alone and facing the perils of being the first person to summit Mount Everest, he was met by a mysterious unseen presence that helped guide him through his treacherous journey up Earth's tallest mountain. But what did Smythe really encounter? All the time that I was climbing alone, I had a strong feeling that I was accompanied by a second person, wrote the British mountain explorer in his diary. The feeling was so strong that it completely eliminated all loneliness I might have otherwise felt, Smythe recounted. Smythe wasn't the only explorer to talk about what has become widely known as third man syndrome or third man theory. Ernst Shackleton experienced it during his life-threatening expedition to Antarctica after he and his crew abandoned the endurance. During that long and racking march of 36 hours over the unnamed mountains and glaciers of South Georgia, it seemed to me often that we were four, not three, wrote Shackleton in his memoir about the incident that that nearly took his life. Since that time, dozens of other adventurers like Reinhold Messner, Peter Hillary, and Bancroft, they've all reported experiencing the third man phenomena, according to Wikipedia. Some believe it's a guardian angel, wrote the Toronto Star reporter. Pull that back up. That's an interesting Mm. picture for it. Um, Yeah, some believe it's a guardian angel, wrote Toronto Star reporter Nancy White in a 2009 article on the phenomena. Others say it's the brain's way of coping under great duress. Whichever, White continued, the experiences are eerily similar. The sense of presence that encourages, advises, and even leads a person out of peril. White spoke with John Geiger, the author of The Third Man Factor, and the world's leading expert on third man syndrome, to understand the unnatural phenomena. In every case I found, Geiger told White, it was a benevolent, helpful companion, not a single example of a malevolent being. White noted that Geiger was able to find at least 100 reported cases of people experiencing third man syndrome, and not all were linked to daredevil explorers. In his book, Geiger recounted the story of Ron DeFrancisco, a money market broker who was led out of the collapsing South Tower of the World Trade Center on 9-11 by an otherworldly presence that guided DeFrancisco to safety while encouraging him not to give up. To this day, DeFrancisco cannot understand why or how he survived when so many others did not. That's what Geiger wrote in his book, but he has no doubt about the reason for his escape. The experience can happen to anyone, according to an explanation Geiger gave to White. There are people in life and death struggles, often but not always in nature. Understanding what third man syndrome is, is a lot more difficult than understanding why it manifests. Opinion is divided, Geiger said. There's not a definitive explanation. It's not a hallucination in the sense that hallucinations are disordering. Geiger told NPR's Guy Raz in a different interview, this is a very helpful an orderly guide. Geiger was hoping that by studying third man syndrome, he would be able to better understand it, which would allow humans to access the phenomena more easily. But since the publishing of his book, it seems like little progress has been made. It's an astonishing capacity if you think about it, Geiger told Raz. And it sort of hints at his idea that human beings were never truly alone. We've always got this ability to call upon the resources when we most need it in our lives. Mm. And that's it. An hour and three minutes, the paranormal wow. 63. Wow. We have hit it. That's How'd it. That Thank How'd you that for all spending some Friday night with us. Yeah. And uh, we hope you enjoyed the stories. Chachi, you're in our thoughts and prayers. We hope you're not overwhelmed by work. Yeah. Mm. No, that's we cool. miss you, buddy. We'll see you again soon. Uh, guys, thanks a lot. Thanks, we'll, Dave. Uh, My we'll pleasure, again Dave. Next Friday. Make sure you tune in on Monday. We've got another brand new episode. Next week, we have another special bonus episode that'll air on Wednesday. It's an audio-only episode, but you're not going to want to miss it. It is going to be an amazing interview, so make sure you check that out. And then next Friday, the boys are back. 
or the best in supernatural and paranormal news reporting. The only news you need to know, we are the Paranormal 60 News. Oh 